Tanya for the first of Nisan, but first the story. There was a man by the name of Yosef. He used to spend his days learning Torah. He was unbelievably poor, but he never complained. His wife was used to the, accustomed to their lifestyle of, of extreme poverty, and their children as well accepted their lot um, very happily. They had a very enjoyable life, and he would learn Torah entirely uninvolved from the problems of the world, and no one would complain. The only thing was the children got older, and at some point the children became marriageable age, and the the wife, who had never complained throughout their entire marriage of poverty, now came to her husband and said, "Listen, we have a problem. We have to we have to have dowries for our daughters if we want to if we want them to get good uh, marriages." And she said, "Listen, there's a man, there's a tzaddik that lives far away, named the Balshemtev. Go travel to the Balshemtev, ask him for advice. There's got to be some there's got to be some way for us to get more money." And he didn't want to. But she kept insisting, and at some point he gave in and he traveled to the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov said, if you want advice, this is what I could tell you. Go to a city called Kazmir. I'm not sure where the city is. The story doesn't say in which country. But there is a city in Iran called Kazmir. And in the city of Kazmir, you'll find a man by the name of Baruch, the shoemaker. And the man, Yosef, asks, and then what do I do? And he says, go find Baruch, the shoemaker, and then you'll, then you'll know, you see what happens next. So Yosef traveled, and the story says it was extremely far travel to Kazmir, and he arrives in the base of Medrash after extremely long travel, completely exhausted, and he asked the people in the main base of Medrash, I'm looking for a man by the name of Baruch the Shoemaker, and they told him there's two shoemakers in the city, neither of their names are Baruch. He said, it's impossible. Bashanta told me there's a man by the name of Baruch the Shoemaker. They told him, we know the city, there's, there's no one. There's two shoemakers, neither of them had the name Baruch. So Yosef said, there's got to be, there's got, and he traveled from one base of Medrash to the next base of Medrash, trying to find a shoemaker by the name of Baruch, and there was no one. And he, he, he was insisting, he said, a, a tzaddik like the Bashanta would never make a mistake. There's, it ha- there has to be an explanation for this. But he kept on searching, and there was, there was nothing to be found. There was no Baruch the Shoemaker. And at one point, two elderly men called him over and said, listen, we hear you're looking for a man by the name of Baruch the Shoemaker. It's funny. There, many years, decades ago, there was a man by the name of Baruch the Shoemaker, a dreadful, horrible human being. He used to live in this city. And his name was Baruch. He was a shoemaker. But he was absolutely dreadful. He passed away over 60 years ago. And he was a, you don't want to know anything about him. He was a horrible person. We don't even want to describe the types of sins he was involved with. Yosef, meanwhile, kept on looking. And there was nothing else. So the closest lead was the person that, that, lit, that passed away decades earlier. And so the, Yosef had no choice. He traveled back to the Baal Tov, And he told the Baal Tov, listen, I tried my best. I looked absolutely everywhere. There's, it, we couldn't find anyone called Baruch the, Baruch the Shoemaker. The Bosham said, don't worry, you did your, you accomplished the purpose of your journey. And Yosef was shocked. He hadn't found the person. And he said, listen, that man, Yosef, um, Baruch the Shoemaker, that, you've, that you heard about that passed away 60 years ago, you're his neshama. He's had a horrible life of sin that he then had to pass judgment. And they decided that he needs to come back down to earth to fix up, to fix up his, his, all the actions he did with his body. You're him. Of course, Yosef was horrified. And Yosef said, well, how do I, how do I make this right? And the Washanta said, don't worry about it. Continue to live the life that you've been leading. The fact that you don't have money, that's supposed to be. That's, that's the, that's the lot you're supposed to have. That's your, your journey in this world. Continue in this. And the Washanta gave him a special, um, program of Teshuvah to fix up the corrections of his previous life. And Yosef accepted it. And he did what the Washanta prescribed for him and became a very close follower of the Bashem, of a chassid of the Bashem, and served Hashem with incredible devotion with his heart. 
right now in the Tanya, what we're discussing is different styles of serving God, different levels of serving God. And we described one person who wakes up his his um, dormant part of his soul, a natural love towards God. Then we spoke about someone who doesn't just wake up a dormant, agrees that there's a dormant part, no, way, way beyond that. He meditates deeply and then up through the meditation wakes up a love and fear towards God. And then there's this exclusive club of extremely righteous people, rare, unique people throughout history, barely existing at all, are people that have this incredible chariot rider type of relationship with God, where God's will is entirely their will. Their very essence is is doing exactly whatever God wants. Like Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, extremely rare, unique individuals throughout history. And these people are in the highest world that are connected to the world of Atsilus. And they serve God in this incredibly unique fashion, where it's not even intellectually based. Intelligence doesn't operate in the world of Atsilus. It's entirely above rules and definition of intelligence. They are serving God purely like a rider to a, cha- cha- a chariot doesn't ask the 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 horse and rider excuse me let me understand how the, the rider and the horse turns left the chariot turns left too the it's entire entire nullification no logical understanding of the chariot understanding the rationale it doesn't care the chariot doesn't care why the rider turned left the rider turned left the chariot turns left complete obedience complete uh, uh, in nullification of will that being said the balshantov the balshantov the alter Rebbe understands that the that this is an extremely unique um, scenario. These types of individuals existed in, you count in your hand the types of individuals that exist like this. So, a regular tzaddik, an incredibly righteous person, a person who's serving God on the second world, the world of Bria, who's firing up his mind to create a, an actual logical love and fear towards God, he can't reach this level. He can't he can't make himself feel entire nullification. He can weaponize his mind to think deeply and then arouse a love and fear, which is absolutely incredible, far beyond the reach of the average person. But reaching a level of complete nullification, like a chariot to a rider, that's that's a unique domain of extremely rare individuals throughout history. Nonetheless, Alta Arab says, don't worry. Every once in a while, he could awaken something. He could have this this. Atzilus type of experience every once in a while. There going to be certain times where he's going to have rare moments throughout his life where he'll be able to have these incredible feelings. The davening is divided up, comparing to the comparative to the four different worlds. And as you progress through davening, it actually reaches a climax by Shmoneser, which is the level of Atzilus. Shma, for example, is is Bria, and the 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 praises are Yitzira. Baruch Shama is Asiya. Everything it's a progression. You're going slowly higher and higher and higher. Finally, you reach Shmoneser, and you finally reach the world of Atzilus. This person that's serving God through intelligence and firing up love and fear based on intelligence, by the time he reaches Shemineser, he's now in the level of Atsilas. He might be able to tap into a bit of that Atsilas energy and just start serving God no longer through intelligence anymore. A super rational feeling could overcome him and especially when it comes to actual bowing down. What is bowing down? A person bows down in front of someone else. They're making something entirely nullified. They don't exist. They're putting their face on the floor. They're spreading out themselves and they're saying, I'm nothing. 
That's what Atsilos feels like. It's not logical anymore. It's not like I, I, I get and appreciate the person. At this point, you're just saying, this king, he's everything, and I'm just lying on the floor, and I'm absolutely zero. That's what Atsilos is, and that's what this person, a great tzaddik, could reach by progressing through davening, going beyond his logical, um, inspired love and fear, and suddenly just reaching this pure state of nullification towards God. I'll read it, I'll read it again. Bowing down is the level of You can read in Priyaz Chaim in, in, in the section dealing with welcoming the Shabbos where it talks about bowing down being the level of Atzilos. Because this is self-nullification in the light of Hashem. Where a person says, I'm entirely nothing. Bowing down in front of Hashem and nothing else. So then, the principle of his soul might be in the world of Bria, because we're dealing with a person, as mentioned earlier, that deal, that is the world of Bria, but at the same time, he could have an experience of Atsilas. Occasionally, he might be able to have feminine waters where he, where his soul can, would actually rise up to the higher worlds, but generally speaking, the higher world of Atsilas is, is the domain and the reserved location for extremely rare tzaddikim, the great tzaddikim, however, who are not in this Atsilus club, let's call it, they're able to reach the world of Bria, which is a, the world of knowledge. It's the world of understanding. It's the world of comprehension because they're using a love and fear that's entirely comprehension-based, entirely motivated by their mind. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. Tanya said, Linda Shoshana, Vayon, Chanaman, Shalana, Rani, Salak, Ben Sukhas, Arabic, Sash, Mum, Daniel, Kamban, Fushlem, Furman, Hamish, Sia, Stebata, Raman, Shabbos, Kayla, Bahamish, Kabaka, Dreyla, but to Philippa, Lisbeth, but lay in anyone else needs a full shlema. Have a wonderful and very successful week. And thank you so much for joining.